House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Jason. Run at gmail.com is our email address. Got some actual races to talk about this weekend, Jason. And I'm getting preemptively excited for a playing of the American Record song next week. I Ooh. know we're probably going to jinx it. I know something's going to probably go wrong in Valencia, a town I've never been to and I don't know anything about. So I don't know why I'm assuming things go wrong in Valencia. But uh, Emily Sisson, she could... She PRs by six seconds, and we could get that sweet, sweet song in December. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I would not be. Yeah, would not be crazy at all. This Valencia is like loaded. It's there's a lot of there's a lot of talent here. A lot of people who were probably like, I want to run a marathon. Um, mm-hmm. What are my options? And then they looked around and were like, Okay, Valencia, it is. <laughs> I think Valencia meant to just invite a couple people, but they like tagged like all of the people on their contact list mm. so the invite went out to everybody except Elliot Kipchoge or maybe he got the invite and he's just like laughed and he said I don't run marathons in December that's silly uh because the amount of people big names that are at this marathon is just preposterous like the yeah. depth the depth is is staggering here in the marathon the half marathon the fields are a bit smaller but you have Latensebet Gede in the half marathon, who just broke the 5,000 meter world record. You have Jacob Kiplimo, who's a stud on the track this year, just won the world half. He's part of the uh, Ugandan Jacob Joshua duo. I don't know what they. Yep. I don't know what the what the significance is. The double double J's. I don't. Working on something there, Uganda. Uh, and then Ornix Kipruchu, Mister Guy, who ran uh, wrote 10K in 2620. That's just the half. And then you get to the marathon. And it's 202, 203, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, 204, it's a good move by Valencia, right? Like, you, how often are you going to have the chance to be, like, the premier? I mean, like, London ran this year. So, okay, fine. But yeah. they, like, were just like, all right, we're going to scoop up everybody mm-hmm. and put on this awesome race. And uh, people are desperate to, one, run it, and two, watch it. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is this was a good move. The top seed in the men's race, 202.48, Berhanu Legese. He ran that time... When Bekele ran his PB in Berlin in 2019, if Berhanu Legese walked up to your front door, would you be able to identify him? Uh, no, no. I wish I could. I should, you know, because the dudes run 202.48. You feel like that should be enough yeah. to get a person who hosts a running podcast to recognize you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd recognize his name. Like if he had a little placard that said, I am Berhanu Legese, and I'd yeah. be like, hey, man. You're a great marathoner. And he'd be like, thank you. But if he just walked up, I'd be like, hey, 
how you doing? What can mm-hmm. I do for you? And then he'd run 26 miles away faster than I could figure out what was going on. Fourth fastest man in history, and I feel the same way. And I'm not alone. Typed his and I'm name looking at him now, too, and he's just, also just very nondescript. He's, but I, I thought if I pulled up his picture, I'd say, oh, okay, that guy. Nope, nothing. And the fourth, if you go on Google Image, or sorry, the fifth picture of him on Google Image is a picture of Kennedy Sivakele. Yes, it is. You're absolutely right. And Bruno Lee is not in the picture. It's just Bakele. Nope. It's not also featured in the foreground is Bruno Ligese. No, it's just it's just Bakele. I wonder when they run out of Okay, and then the second row of or the third row of pictures you have uh, a Japanese runner there. So that's not Bruno Ligese. I'm just saying the guy needs to up his his profile and this could be the time to do it. That's fair. And it, it again though, it feels like he's done enough. Um and it's just we need to all figure out what uh, why what we can't like. remember Bahanu. But hey, maybe this is it, Valencia. Then we'll, we'll go. Hey, remember when he won that Valencia Marathon in two o two low? That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, but if I told you, hey, Lalisa Decisa is at your front door, you'd know exactly what Lalisa Decisa. Absolutely, like. he'd have a shirt down to his ankles, and I'd be like, <laughs> hey, Lalisa, how's it going, man? <laughs> is that your night shirt? No, no, no. Nike just gave me this. It's very scientifically sound. Zernese Tedesse is in here too, so they're bringing back the squad. Um, oh wait, is he? Yeah, he's he's down there. PR two hundred eight forty six. Um, Jesus, PR is still two hundred eight forty six. He's still going. He's wait, wait, still wait, wait. going. Wait, is he using his his Monza PR? Oh my or god! Did he run another one? That would be amazing. I'm I'm on I'm on I'm going on Tila Stapai. I did not anticipate having to go to Tila this early in the pod, Jason. But I am typing in Mister Tedesse's name. Because I don't remember the 208 there. And I remember joking about him getting a PR and losing by eight minutes before. Oh, come on. Let me search. Here we go. All right. Cross-country titles. Did you know he has those? Uh, oh, no, I never mind. I, was, I stand corrected. Berlin in 2018. So that was after. Mm. That was oh, so after. it was after. So he did. Because it was his, his PR was at the breaking two. Yeah, but I don't think you know, that's not going to count. So. No, no, of course, but yeah. I think he ran, you know, two oh nine or whatever. But uh, yeah, good for him. You know, he's he's finally rounded into form after you know being the best half marathoner in the world for like twenty years. Um, and 20, then two oh eight gets you what in this race? <laughs> top thirty? I mean, yeah. Normally, like you have an outside shot at top ten. Like, yeah, if he finishes top twenty, I feel like that's a big win. Yeah, we're gonna see some fast times as long as the weather cooperates with this many good people this is a this is an amped up dubai dubai you get a couple names you know but this has a lot of people like uh chirono is in there as i mentioned decisa uh kinde atana who ran 203.51 not familiar with his work either no i I probably should but let's talk about the the americans ruben kiprop are we sure that's ruben is it is if asbel's wearing a mustache i'm here for it Asbel is tweeting through 2020, man. Just I love it. And you and either I, tag and you know me who, on the you know who likes every single one of those? <laughs> me this or, guy. You or Julian. Okay, I was going to say. Just every time I see one, I'm liking it. It's no question. Hashtag yeah. I did not dope. Yeah, I. it's just it's remarkable. I uh, wish him the best, as always. So we got Sisson in this half. And the, that race is going to go ridiculously fast because G'day is in there and a bunch of other very quick women. But... I'm wondering if if Sisson could run, you know, 67-25. Can she get Molly Huddle's American record? I 
don't think she'd be traveling all the way over here if she wasn't fit. And I also yeah. think that this is the perfect distance for, as we've said before, as it is for for Molly Huddle. So I'm I'm pretty confident. Again, weather weather permitting. I mean, you, you could have somebody win this race in 65 minutes, but I think I think Sisson could could truck right, right along and and get that get that American record. Yeah, I would not be surprised. It's just a matter of she's in, you know, you get the good weather, get things breaking right. I, man, I feel like she's close to a coin flip for it. Like, I, I feel pretty good about her her chances. It's almost an ideal setup for her because she can do this half in isolation. And then next year, she could just completely focus on, if she wants to, the 10,000 at trials. I'm assuming, what would you do if you were her? Would you focus? I mean, there's no. It's kind of complicated because there are no, or it's kind of less complicated. That is because there's no spring marathons. But I'm just assuming she wants to make the American uh, team in the ten thousand. I don't know. Like, would yeah. you would you go all in? Basically, let me phrase it this way. And I know these two things you can do both. Blah 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 blah. But this is a podcast, and we get to make the rules. And there's right and there's wrong. There's black and there's white. And this is how we're just going to do it, Jason. If you were Emily Sisson, it you could focus on one distance in 2021, what would it be? You can only pick one. Yeah, if I have to pick one, I I, I would pick the 10,000. Okay. Are you going to explain? I think she'll, After at that the big trial, she's going to run. going to, like, leave me hanging right there. You should make 10 well, next. Well, I, I think at the trial, she's going to run both, like, because she should, right? Five and the 10. No, I, I wasn't yeah. saying between the five and the 10. I was saying between the 10 and just, okay, forget the track. I'm going to focus on the marathon yeah i had the bad trials race but my whole focus is going to be towards you know doing really you know getting a really good effort in in the marathon whenever a race opens up for me and that could be late spring that could be the fall i don't know when it is but you're saying ten thousand. yeah i mean i think if you know yeah whatever the the marathon schedule turns out to be and say she can get in a marathon in april Right. Okay. Great. So she puts up a time in April, and then the Diamond League starts in May. Yeah. Um, and there's no fives or tens there anyway. I guess so. Yeah. No, no real point to that. But so then you you work away because yeah, I don't know if you fully dedicate your season to the marathon. Just with you know, you're not running it at the Olympics. Um, yeah. And yeah. it is an Olympic year, so you I feel like you have to kind of embrace that five ten, and then. After that, you know, depending what happens, for sure. But after that, you can go, okay, 2021, this is marathon time. Like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay, you broke the rules of my hypothetical. I said you can only focus <laughs> on one. But well, I that, think, that, I think then I still pick the 10,000. I still yeah. pick the 10,000. But that's, you know, those are my uh, my uh, addendums to your, to your rule. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. Because the pull of an Olympic team is too strong to ignore. Yeah. And, and I think... Yeah, the payout is better, and the long-term future is better on the roads. I think you only have, what, she's probably got one more really, really good chance. You know, she's got 2021, then she got 2024. You know, and then by 2028, there's a whole new crop of people that that are going to be out there contending for spots. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it. You get, you get a couple cycles, and that's it. So just fulfilling that lifelong goal, that dream that every runner has to go to the Olympics, I think is – too much to to ignore but again that 10,000 team is gonna be really hard to make so oh yeah there's no there's yeah no... And that's why you run the five and the ten 
because mm-hmm. he, you know, in past years, someone like Emily Sisson would be a no, I mean, would be like, okay, well, she's got a spot and Shalane Flanagan's got a spot and who else? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. But now it's, that is no longer for, you know, so you, you gotta, you gotta throw, you can't throw all your eggs in one basket. You have to be all over the place and just mm-hmm. be like, all right, let's see where I can make a team. And she's good enough. And I expect her to make a team. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't even be shocked if she had the chance to make both, but um, it's not not easy. Yeah, I think the ten for sure. I right now, I I just have her and Huddle. I have her her and Huddle on it, and I don't. I there could be someone that comes along younger that has better speed right now in in a kicker's race, but I'm not gonna bet against like Huddle always comes up. Yeah, it's so hard to I mean, bet against. You got you got Jenny Simpson, and then you have Huddle right there. Like Huddle in a U.S. Championship is is rock solid. Now it didn't work out for them in the marathon and the Olympic trials. I'm throwing that out because it's a marathon, weirdest race I, ever. Yeah, that's not their it's not their it's not their distance, it's not their it's not their race, right? But you put them together in a in a 10k where they could theoretically work together because they yeah. are. <laughs> They're training partners. Um, there's a zero per, by the way, I'm just thinking about this. There's a zero percent chance that race goes out slow, by the way. Just yeah. for anybody planning right now, the women's the women's ten thousand trials. It's I kinda I kinda wish so I think I keep going back and forth on what the schedule is, but I'm I'm pretty sure the women are actually gonna flip it this time and the five goes first and then the ten. I can I can pull that up while we're talking. But regardless, uh, there's so much depth there and there's so many people who can close now. With sub fifteen, five k speed, and low four fifteen hundred meter speed, that there's no way that Huddle and Sissinger let that pace dawdle, and they're not just up at the front for a brief little. Spot. Yeah, they don't have that in them even normally. Like yeah. that's just it's not part of their DNA. Yeah, um, so that that race is gonna be fast, um, but it's still right. It's still gonna be tough. It's still gonna be tough because. Of of just how many how many people are capable of of hanging on to that pace now, and they're going to have to make it extremely uncomfortable um, in order to drop all those those Bowerman women, especially. Okay, here's the uh, the schedule. You ready for the schedule? Always uh, competition schedule. I know this is really relevant to our Valencia preview. Oh, pop pop up ad here on USATF.org. That that smacked me right in my ears. Okay. Shot put qualifying, first event, 11 a.m., day one. <laughs> no, I knew this. Okay, I was wrong. Ten th- okay, so 10,000 is first day. Oh, even better. 6.22 p.m. Okay, so everybody's going to be in it. I knew that. It's the men, the men that are flipped. Okay, so I need a, I need a way to figure to remember that in future episodes because there's like 50 episodes until we get to this meet, and I need to be able to keep that straight. So there's going to be blood in the water in the women's 10,000 or on the track. Or somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be very, 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 very competitive from the gun. There will be no no dawdling. And then whoever doesn't make it then is going to come back in that 5,000. Uh, and it's probably going to be amped up even more. I'm very excited for that. That might be – if I had to just pick right now like 10 races that I want to see in 2021 that are some not like, hey, Bolt versus Farah. By the way, Farah's out of celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Uh, what he, already he got, he, he got eliminated yeah yeah well i don't I know already. started yet oh it started there was clips on uh, social media 
of him doing weird things, and then he got eliminated. Oh, I don't. Man. I'm hoping. I'm refreshing the inbox to see if our reality TV slash British correspondent is going to write in and give us the whole full breakdown. I hope we're going to get at least one of those uh, for next week. But yeah, he got eliminated, and then he posted immediately on his uh, Instagram of him getting drug tested. So I guess right after. <laughs> He went out of the the Welsh castle. He uh, was subjected to to drug testing. Any of it. Um, Did he fill out his whereabouts while he was at the castle? I think he's like, like, I'm in the I'm at the the Infinity Challenge right now with other people. Um, Yeah, I'm talking about real races, so not Fair versus Bolt, but actual races that that are going to happen. I think I would write in women's ten thousand of the. Or women's five thousand at the U.S. Olympic trials. I think I think Ooh. that that qualifies. I mean, that's it will be great. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. I would have to have to write this out, but uh, man, now you got me thinking. I mean, I guess the the number one will be if if I would get a healthy Van Niekerk, then it's it's that him and Norman and yeah. But I'm saying Steve you just Gardner, don't. But you don't know like who's oh the Zurich two hundred. It's like that could be amazing, or there could be no one in it. I mean, like right, right now, right now, I would buy. You could say Olympic marathon, because who's ever in it is going to be great. But how many, how many races do you know for certain right now are going to be awesome? Women's fifteen, Olympic Women's final. 15. Sign that me would up. Be, Hook it would, to my veins. Would, <laughs> <laughs> you need to check your whereabouts, Jace. Uh, <laughs> that would be on my list as well, too. But I don't know if I would put the men's four hundred. It could be great, or it could have been like this year's. Yeah, I mean, Which it's fine, but it's not. It, top it 10 would race. be it'd be the only men's sprint event on there for sure. Yeah, unless I mean, you believe I'm, Lyles is dropping nineteen two or something like that. I might put it in. This should be a episode. We should do this as an episode. We should stop talking about yeah, this right now. You're right, we should. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll do this uh, when we get a little slower week. Yeah, or end of the year stuff before awards, afterwards, something like that. But I, I think Lyles might be enough to carry. It. I would put. I put men's four meter. That's a lock too. Men's four hurdles. Oh yeah, both men's um, and women's maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I get ten spots. I get ten spots, and I'm not afraid to be America biased. And as you know, the trials are awesome too. I'm trying to think of another. I mean, women's four meter hurdles at trials is going to be great because somebody really good won't make the team. It's that competitive, and Muhammad and McGoffin could run world records there as well too. But what yeah. other what other trials race really is going to draw you in? In terms of man, I don't know who's going to make that team, right? Yeah, I've, there's. I mean, the men's. Are you that interested in the men's? You know, fifteen or five right now. We don't know. We don't. Yeah, know. they're good. They, they could end up being really great races, but they're not. The women's depth on the distance is a little more interesting. Yeah. So like that's that's better there. Um, you know, you you could end up having some really interesting. You know, if. How's Allison Felix looking? Does she have a shot at making the women's 400? Mm-hmm. Okay, that becomes way more yeah. interesting and, and way more fun. Um, but you so, don't know. Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, so exactly. Hard. So those those are more more obviously hypothetical. But um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good question. Yeah, I just if some weird stuff happens in the ten and the fifteen, then the five I've said this before gets really interesting. Meaning, if some of the favorites don't make it in the ten and the fifteen, then they need to come back for the five, right? To try to try to get a spot, and like for like for example, Simpson 
or Houlihan. Or maybe Houlihan wants to run the five next year. That's the other cool part of it. If Houlihan just says, I'm going to run the five next year, straight up, then obviously the five gets gets even even better. But The 15-5 is not doable, right? I'm sure we've f- looked this up already before. but Yeah, 15-5 is not doable. Yeah, okay. um, I was pretty sure, but I just want to make sure. Yeah, I've looked these things up like a million times. It's doable at the trials. It's not doable at, do- at the, the Olympics. Olympics. Because, well, we don't need to get into that right now. But I think I think Shelby will make it in the 15. I think she should run the 15 because I think Safan Hassan is going to run the 5. And I think once you get Safan Hassan out of the 15, the yeah. whole – the world is your oyster at that point. And Shelby could go from She's one of to him, five to people medals. who could win that yeah. race. Or, yeah. or maybe seven people who could win that race. But, like, she's immediately – one of the people who could absolutely win gold and yeah five maybe she could but that i feel like that's a bigger mountain to climb if hassan's not in there well and if hassan's not in there the chances of it becoming tactical increase and the chances of it going tactical only help Houlihan. those two things are correlated right Wouldn't yeah you say the slower... but laura mirror is going to be in the race so it's probably not going to go tactical well it might dawdle for two laps and then She'll make a bid from 700 meters out or something, which is still right. tactical. I'd say that's tactical light because you have two laps mm. of some cautious running as opposed to Safan Hassan, who started in last place, waited about 200 meters, and then just took out a two-by-four, just whacked everybody and kept going. <laughs> that was a weird – I mean, three, she ran 351. Just. Yeah, it was absurd. Julian ran 354 and didn't medal. Yeah, that's why as I said hook it to my veins, man. That's just yeah. that's all I need. No, it's it's a great it's a great pick. I just the ten thousand is my my hipster pick there. It's a very it's no kind that's of a that's niche. a good one though. I, I do I do like that. The yeah. I think the the you know the big the glamour events are the four hundred hurdles. Huh, how the world has changed, and then then the things get you know weird from there. Yeah, well, also it's weird to pick an event that likely won't produce a medalist. But yeah. just from a U.S. perspective and following everybody's career for so long, I'm interested to see in in how that in how that sorts out. And if for some reason, or the I'm, I guess I would have a tough time deciding between the ten and the five. Five has way higher potential if something happens to Simpson or Houlihan in the fifteen, and they yeah. decide on the five. Or like because there, 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 there's this weird scenario that I've laid out before where it's. What if if Huddle and Sisson don't make the the ten thousand, and Houlihan and Simpson don't make the fifteen, or don't want to run the fifteen? You have all four of them in the five thousand. Plus, you think Schweizer's going to run it because she ran fourteen twenty something this year, fourteen twenty six or whatever this year, twenty six twenty nine. What did she run this year? It's, it's I knew fast. she was in the yeah. She was <laughs> one of the many people in fourteen twenties. Yeah, uh, you have Eleanor Purrier. Last year, who uh, she's well under, I mean, she's second on the U.S. last year. Um, so she's someone who should be on the team. So that's six right there, like six legit people. And then, you know, you could throw in, you know, Frazier went sub-15 this year. Cranny went sub It would just be just remarkably deep, especially considering the past um, U.S. performances in that in that event, right? I mean, it would just be nuts. Schweizer was fourteen twenty six. I should have stuck with my guns there. But – you could have a scenario where Sisson makes a team, Huddle makes a team, 
Shelby makes a 15. Jenny Simpson makes a 15. And then it's the 5,000s, like, just Christian Schweizer, Eleanor Perrier, and whoever in there. Just yeah. basically chalk. Shannon like, yeah, I'm still around. Oh, yeah, yeah, Shannon Robert. No, she was good this year. She yeah, was, she so was she, with the comeback year. So, so that would be another one. To, it's just – it's very name-heavy, the fifteen, the 5,000. It has a potential to be just like 12 people make that final and they all have – like you you could see all of them potentially as an Olympian or have seen them previously as an Olympian. Let's get back to this Valencia Marathon though. That was the longest digression yeah. I think in the history of the podcast. <laughs> I do, One more thing I want to talk about is just Jordan Hesse and what do you think yeah. success is for Jordan Hesse. She comes in obviously with a very, very, very strong personal best, but that was from several years ago now. She was hurt at the Olympic trials. She finished uh, but didn't run well, kind of toughed it out to to get to the finish line. 2.20.57 is her, is her PB. Place, time, what do you think we're going to see from Hase? Yeah, I mean, the, so the biggest thing for her, I mean, she's got insane talent. We know that, but obviously just, getting through a race without getting hurt is is number one. And obviously that's, hey, that's what everyone wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really needs to do that um, just in the in the worst way. So that's one. I, I think a victory, like, for her and not winning the race, especially in a race this deep, if she finishes sub-225 mm-hmm. and is healthy on the other end, that is a positive thing for Jordan Jose. Obviously, you want more, but, like, I think that is the absolute, like, okay, yeah, she ran 224, she finished 10th, and whatever. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Let's now move on to the next marathon and, and see if you can get something rolling. So 225 is your line. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, I would expect better if she is, in fact, fully healthy, just because I think if you're running low 220s, you're going to be surrounded by eight other women. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is going to help considerably. Uh, so I, I would expect better, but I think just, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. You just need to finish races. You know, you just need to get back out there continuously. And I mean, that's the case in any, you know, coming off any injury, but with marathons, you only get a couple of them a year and, you know, all of a sudden two or three pile up on you. And it's like, wait, she hasn't really run well since, you know, 2018. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it just, it, it catches up very quickly. And yeah. she's still plenty young. She's 29. Like it's so she has all the time in the world, but like hey, just get healthy, finish a race. Like that's all. That that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. The other meet I want to talk about before we do emails uh is named the Track Meet. It's taking place in Southern California this weekend. And the aforementioned Shelby Hulahan is in this race. Talk about a weird season. 5K in the summer, <laughs> 5K in December. Now the reason this meet is attracting in part so many people is because the window for Olympic qualifiers is now open. Remember, they suspended yep. it and then they opened it as of the beginning of the month. So you can get your qualifier now. And the only thing better than knocking out a qualifier in January is doing it in, in December of the previous year. So I'm looking at these start lists that have been updated quite frequently, but the women's Fast heat, which is set to be paced at fifteen ten, which is tempo run pace for Hulahan yeah. as she currently is constructed. Uh she's in there along with, with her teammate Cranny in the women's ten thousand. Uh we mentioned Vanessa Frazier, Gwen Jorgensen in there as well, thirty one thirty 
is the goal time um, for them. The person I'm really interested in seeing, we talked about her before with uh, women's only 10-mile American record, Kira D'Amato. Kira D'Amato oh, yeah. in there because she's another one who could have a sh- could be in that, that 10K mix um, come 2020. I'm assuming she's going to get a massive a massive PR. Men's side of things, just a, just a lot of big names. Centrowitz is in the second fastest heat of the 5,000. Um, Blankenship's in the fast seat of the 5,000. Luz Grijalva, Vena Yu is in there. Drew Hunter, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a lot of big names here. T- men's 10,000 has Leonard Career. Um, Edward Cesarek might have might think he's uh, some might say the best runner of in the world in March of 2018. Yep, that's right. Uh, Eric Jenkins right. is yep. in there. Eric Jenkins, Oregon reunion there between Jenkins and Chez. Um and a guy some people should look out for who who aren't paying close attention to the college scene is this guy Wesley Kip two of Iowa State. This is his first year, weird year to start. Uh, transferred from a, a junior college, but he's been tearing it up on the cross country course. So he's doing the natural run a couple cross country races, then run a ten thousand in Southern California <laughs> experience. Uh, is there a person you're interested in seeing? A race you're interested here with uh, seeing Jason? Yeah, I mean you you mentioned uh, pretty much most of them. Uh, yeah, a lot of it, you know, obviously Hulahan, but you know if it's just uh, try to get the time, I don't think there's going to be anything too crazy mm-hmm. that she's trying to do here. Um, so, it, yeah, it, I guess it'll just be interesting because we haven't seen a lot of these people run much, if at all, this year. Um, so just kind of seeing everyone get out, kind of getting uh, a general idea of, of fitness and, you know, seeing who who hits the standard. But I, I guess, yeah, if there's a few surprises, I think D'Amato is a, is a great point just because she's done had such a big year. And if she can do something pretty impressive here, that'll just really kind of put put her officially like on the the chance to make the team kind mm-hmm. of level um so that 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 could that could be something that could actually like swing an opinion the men's 10,000 standard is really one that avoid is really hard basically and just based on how many people made it last year mm-hmm. um or ran around that time last year there wasn't in the olympics last year i don't know why i'm saying that Tw- but it's 27:28 and that group is paced for 27:30 so they're gonna have to run hard. Like that's not a yeah. that's not a screw around uh, pace for them. And there's a lot of people in there who won't be able to to run that. And probably, I'm guessing they're gonna have two different pace groups. Maybe even perhaps possibly. But Chesarek, you think uh, has the potential to do it? But I mean, it's gonna take a. Yeah. It's gonna take you know. It's not gonna be. A Shelby Houlihan glide in no. in fifteen oh three type of race like that's going to be uh, people going really hard and it's interesting to see Jenkins in there. I wonder if he's thinking of moving up to the ten. Just as it's interesting to see Frazier uh, in the women's race in the ten, uh, move, potentially moving up. And that's that's about options. That's about as as you brought up with Sisson, get in everything and try to qualify because it is going to be so competitive. Um, Actually, Ches ran. Oh wow, Ches ran twenty-seven forty-two earlier this summer. So he should be. Yeah, he should be fine for for sub twenty-seven thirty. But I, I mean, I don't think they're going to want to screw around. Basically, is what I'm saying because <laughs> you don't start a ten thousand uh, trying to get an Olympic qualifier by by messing around. So 
I think I think that one will be that one will be interesting to see. And the men's five thousand, you know, thirteen. If they're going out thirteen fifteen pace, someone goes sub thirteen ten, be pretty impressive. I know we're in the year of Chepta guy, so we're at twelve thirty. Right, it seems so far away now. It's yeah, it's just like oh wow, yeah, thirteen ten, good for you, man. That's uh, <laughs> you know, someone beat you by almost a minute, right? That's, Anything starting um, with a thirteen looks off, right? Yeah, it, where it's just like oh yeah, no, breaking thirteen is still pretty impressive but uh yeah chesarek makes makes that not as not as cool uh, also nico young running did you say that already uh, oh i did not say that i did not say that he's in the thirteen thirty race he's in the race with with centrowitz um we talked about him last year college uh, high school kid One yeah so it. just seeing him you know he'll be surrounded by a lot of you know mid 13 talent so it'll just be interesting to kind of see where he shakes out how he keeps up and everything He'll be surrounded by a lot of mid thirteen talent and Matt Sensowitz, yes, <laughs> who's run and a gold medalist, Olympic yeah. gold medalist. <laughs> good mix, good mix of mid thirteen guys and the guy who won an Olympic gold medal. No big deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see you know American junior record. He's still only eighteen. He's young for for his grade in his freshman year, so he has a little ways to go before he. I mean. If he wants to break that American junior record, which I think is German Franz's thirteen twenty six, I want to say. So, but thirteen thirty, not too far. I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious to see. Possibly. You're right. Yeah, I think some people are going to be fine because they don't need a bunch of races to get ready, and then I think some other people um, will be disappointed because they needed to sharpen up before this, and there's just not amount a lot of sharpener type races, um, and maybe we'll see more of these in the coming months. I hope we do. And not just in terms of getting qualifying times, but just seeing a bunch of big names together because it produces good races. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we go to email? No, I think that's uh pretty good. Yeah. Actually some real news. It was, it was exciting. Yeah. I felt a little off. It felt a little weird. I wasn't trying to stretch everything and that's why I layered tangents upon tangents there. <laughs> anyway, email time, Kyle in California. Yeah. He writes in and says the following. I somehow found myself watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade on TV this morning and noticed they had clips of Noah Lyles and Allison Felix talking about Thanksgiving. Since the Olympics were postponed in next year, was this the biggest moment for American track and field this year? Not in terms of performance, <laughs> obviously, but without the Olympics, that was easily the biggest appearance by an American track and field athlete, right? <sighs> on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I mean, that's a lot of eyes, right? I mean, that's, that's a is lot it? of people. What, what are the ratings? I'm going to need to see the ratings here. It's a great question. I, I, no offense to anyone who likes to watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I just – I find parades painfully boring in person. Yeah. So I have no desire to watch them on TV. Yeah. What is the appeal of – especially in person? I guess at home you yeah. have it on in the background and you get a feel of of a celebratory day. But in person, it's Yeah, tough. and usually, you know, whatever you have on it, especially on Thanksgiving, like, it's more background noise, you know? Mm-hmm. You're either making up something, you're eating food, you're yeah. Yeah. chatting up with family, friends, whatever, or, you know, whatever you're doing. So I, I kind of, you know, I get it. Um, and like I said, hey, whatever you like. If you love parades, awesome. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I don't get the uh, the big appeal. I, you get the big balloons, right? Yeah. What about Bulls on Parade? How do you feel about that? It's a good song. Um, I played it on Guitar Hero a bunch of times. Um, and that was a thing. To answer Kyle's question, yes. Yeah, from a, just a 
like I said, eyes on the eyes on stars. You know, you got Alice Felix, one of the biggest stars ever. Noah Lyles, the young and upcoming star. Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's that's pretty big. Well, and that's not that's not by accident. That tells you who they're going to focus on in 2021. If you're into that stuff too, those are going to be the two. If you had to pick two, because oftentimes they only do have to pick two, because limited limited space, limited camera time. It looks like that's what they're going to go with. Which makes yeah, sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, Felix has been a, you know, superstar forever and she's as likable as anyone could be. And Noah Lyles is, you know, the young upcomer who has a chance at double gold, you know, maybe an yeah. outside shot um, and is like one of the most like just energetic, fun personalities out there. So yeah. pretty, pretty good choices. It gets complicated if Felix doesn't make the open 400. And then I think you pivot to the foreign hurdles perhaps at that point. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, yeah, I think cuz you know, from a pure talent standpoint, you know, Felix she's got the resume, you know, she's the wily veteran who's just like people has know the respect her. of everybody. Yeah. Pe- people kind it's, of know her. Like if when we And that'll we, be a big deal. Like can Alice and Felix make one more Olympic team? Yeah. Like that's that is a big story. Yeah. I think you could when we bring on your former roommate and fellow member of the wedding party, Mitch, to give him track and field trivia. I think he might know the name Allison Felix. He will not know the name mm. Berhanu Legese, but I think he <laughs> might know. He might know Allison Felix. That's that's a good point. I think you're right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, if that's... I told you, if I told you, let's say I said. Uh, 16% of Americans could identify Allison Felix. That's just a number. Right. W- what percent would you say could identify Sydney McLaughlin? So if, I, if I'm basing it on the 16, then yeah, I would yeah, say... Yeah, yeah, that's the point of the exercise. Basically. Right. Then I would say four. Oh, you think it's... Okay, interesting. I don't think she's even close yet. Yeah, I, I think, I think she, you know, certainly could. She's so much younger, and you know, I mean, she's already done some pretty impressive stuff. But it's, I don't think, you know, I, I think if the people who like the Olympics and have watched enough, hey, Allison Felix has been on, you know, she's going for her fifth Olympics here, yeah. um, and she, she's got she, all of the medals, and she's, you know, been in some commercials and different stuff like that. Like, there's a chance. Cindy McLaughlin has come onto the scene, and she's super talented, and I can't wait to see what she does with her career, but. She's not that level of athlete yet. I was gonna say two. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably true. You're right. I mean it's. I, I think you have to be a track and field. Yeah, fan. It might, and you're might, right. it that's, might even be one. I, then two is probably too too optimistic. I, I think I bumped it up because I don't. Even then, I think sixteen is too high for Allison Felix. Unfortunately, no, no, that um, was just that was the made up number. Just to, yeah, was, try. I want to know relative to. Um, Relative to to, to Felix, because yeah, this will be Felix. You know, it's season five of Allison Felix on NBC. Right, right. People are familiar with it. They don't know what happened in between season four and season five. Maybe they'll have they'll get caught up though, and that's what all the human interest stories will be about. Just as they didn't know what happened between season one and season two, but they're able to dip in every now and then and see what's going on with with her. And she's familiar. So she has 708,000 followers on Instagram. I'm just looking at this now. Because I guess if you were to say McLaughlin has 476. But obviously not everybody is on Instagram. And the people who are consuming the Olympics 
um, on NBC, skewing a little older, I would guess. Uh, the non-Instagram <laughs> yes. audience. Okay. Like, I don't follow Allison Felix on Instagram, which, I mean, you could say is, hey, that's dumb. But you know what? Going to fix that right now. Follow. (laughs) Yeah. I follow a bunch of – I follow, like, all the track people on Instagram because it's an easy way to figure out. I think because I I really didn't use Instagram until very recently. Yeah. So now I'm starting to, like, slowly it'll be like, hey, you should follow. And it'll be, like, one of my best friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I went through literally and – and was just like follow fault like every track person recommended just to see like what would happen to my to my feed. It was pretty interesting. And then, um, yeah, you find out more there than anywhere else in terms of like who's racing where. Because like, oh, why is this yeah. person in California? Oh, they must be. Oh, okay, now they're racing. I was gonna make a one for the show, but I never did. Anyway, okay. Uh, Marshall writes in. He's from uh, St. Louis, formerly of Iowa. Yeah, drink. A friend told me about an interview with Ryan Hall where he mentioned that a few laps into the London Marathon, Sarah tossed him her GPS watch and ran the rest of the way based upon feel and effort. Apparently due to the turns slash nature of the course and potentially the crappy weather, see my previous email on how GPS works, her pace on the watch was not lining up with the course mile slash K markers and giving her constant frustration, so she dropped the watch. Mm. At the time, Ryan thought she was throwing in the towel. It's easy to look back and say that she made the right decision as she was able to move up throughout the second half of the race by slowing down less than the others. However, I think it speaks to Sarah's nature as a competitor and how often she races, running for place and not necessarily time slash records. Yeah, she will have bad days, and those bad days can be really bad, but she can also have good days, which exceed expectations. That's Marshall. Yeah, I mean, you if you're racing a bunch, you're going to have more duds and you're going to have more great races. That's just math yeah and i mean i like you know in especially if i mean we know how useful gps watches can be and and how much that can help with pacing and and so many things but yeah if all of a sudden things aren't measuring up right and you know you're you know oh wow i ran the last mile in 502 that seems wrong um that that will just throw you off more than anything and just to be able to like clear your mind of that i think is yeah more important in that in that moment but she obviously has run enough races where she felt comfortable doing that. Um, but yeah, she's, I mean, you're right. She runs a lot and you're going to have some bad races, but she's, she's very good. I, I, I enjoy watching her run. This made me think of a Ryan Hall tweet today, a picture of him with a log over his head and his mouth open yelling. And he wrote, let it out. There's something that just feels so good about yelling at pain. I don't know the science behind it, but nothing helps me manage the pain cave better than yelling really yelling none of that half yelling shenanigans you got to really let it out try it out next okay i mean that's that's fair i'd be like yeah if you're really uh you know i remember when i was training like i was in rocky four and then uh i, I think screaming uh really it does help in that case so what happened i don't this is if you told me this was gonna be Ryan Hall, I would not have believed it. It's so crazy, so weird. And I, I, I mean, I kind of love it, like that he just took this like super sideways turn. Yeah. Um, it's 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 like I mean, he was a really great runner, so he was interesting in that aspect. But yeah. like personality wise and stuff he says wise, he's way more interesting now than he was when he was running. Yeah. Okay, Brian, emailer formerly from Raleigh, in Pennsylvania, but now from Boulder. 
Drink. He, he says, don't worry, I'm not moving again anytime soon. I should have considered the show prior to making my move to Colorado. Okay, I yeah, appreciate that, that. That's all we ask. Building off last week's discussion on long-standing world records, the record that I think will still be around when I die is the men's 3,000. 720 is ridiculous, but Kaylee, the former mm. 5,000 record holder, didn't get within five seconds of the record. El Garouge ran 723. That's right, the 1,500-meter world record holder at 326 and 1237 couldn't get within 2.4 seconds of the record. Combined with the fact that the 3,000 isn't run that often, although it may be run more frequently going forward since the Diamond League cut off the 5,000, I see that record standing for a long time. So what do you think? What world record will still be standing when you die? Ooh. I like this question. Yeah, this is a much more succinct discussion topic than we had last <laughs> week, which was somewhat related, right? When yeah, we were, we're in, in, the, in the same category, yeah. Um... 3K is a good answer too. That's that record is awesome. Yeah, I mean, are like, we are we taking any? Like, I guess you could say like the women's four hundred. If you're taking the actual like yeah. you know men's and women's. Let's see what else. Men's four hundred hurdles. <laughs> Maybe depends on when Maybe. you're planning on dying. I guess uh, men's hundred. I mean, that's that's you know. I don't I think men's hundred ha- will stand longer than the men's two. Yeah, I. I this just makes a big assumption assumption about how long I'm going to live, but I think that I don't think Bolt's record will last 50 years. I'll just say that. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seems seem like, like a bold statement, but <clears throat> in fact, I might even be willing to say 30 years. 30. Okay, years. I think it'll be gone. I mean, but, that's yeah. I mean, it's it's. With the hundred two, I mean, I, there are <clears throat> obviously factors that come into play, you know, like the perfect weather and wind and everything like that. But it's that one, maybe as much as anything, is just this based on just pure singular talent. Like you're more likely to get, you know, because the hundred, you're you're more likely to get a lot of real runs at a record. Like if you're if you're legit the fastest, yeah, yeah, hundred guy ever. Like you're going to break the record. Where maybe if you're the best five k runner ever, you might not end up being the fat, you know, setting the record. Sure, sure. Like you just yeah. might it might not line up that way. Uh, so the hundred's more likely to be broken if that athlete is around. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe whenever Mondo's done vaulting. I know that's right, not a that's... record right now, but I think it could yeah, be, his athleticism is off the charts. And just yeah. how quick he was running the hundred. Obviously, the fact that he's a prodigy that completely panned out. I think he's a he's a generational guy too, and that could last. That could last for a while. Do you have any other ones? I mean, you can't go if you're looking at the men. You're obviously not going to go ten thousand, five thousand because you saw those broken. Yep. Steeple, it's going to happen soon. Um. 15 is going to be gone soon. 800, maybe. 400, no. And then I just talked about the 200 and the 100. Hurdle records will go. Then, yeah, and then you could go into the, the field events. You know, the in the women's side, obviously, we have those. Yeah, then it's you totally know, different. Yeah. That's, that's where it kind of gets weird. But, yeah, it's – the three. I like the 3K as an answer. Um you know, someone's gonna get Radisha's eight hundred at some point in the next twenty years, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. We yeah, on the men's side, I would say in particular that that three K looks like, and and it's you know it's not a hundred percent full event, but it's still 
is run often enough where I think it's legit, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah. If people are getting close-ish to it now, or it's close enough to where you can have a reasonable discussion about it being broken, I think you can assume that the next generation, sometime between now and the next generation, it will be broken. And we're not quite there with Rudisha yet. Like there's no, right. I know people are talking about it with, with Brazier and he's, he's embracing that, but we're not, but we'll get there where someone will run in the next couple of years. Someone will run you know, like a one forty one, like a little bit faster than Amos ran. Right. And then you're like, Oh man, maybe, maybe that person could do it. And that'll just signal to me like, okay, even if they don't get it, cause something weird happens in their career, the next, that next group coming through in those next 10, 20 years, somebody will be able to get it out of that group. There will be another person who's that, who's that good. Also, I think the 800 is such a, you know, the crossover between speed and endurance is such that there's, you could, you know, find somebody who's just like a little bit quicker over 400, you know, who has that perfect combination where it's like hundred, it's like pure speed, you know, the distance races, they figured out how to run those a little better. I would argue. I think they're still tinkering with the 800, finding the, the perfect person. And I think Rudisha is the perfect person. So you you need to upgrade on on Rudisha, but maybe you maybe you get somebody who has you're just a little bit better flat 400 speed than him and put him in that event. Yeah, and I th- I think we missed with a little bit of the injuries and stuff. I think we missed a chance for Rudisha to drop it even a little further. Um, even as it is, I think it's going to be. A while Brazier isn't even in the ballpark, so people were talking about that. Like I love Donovan Brazier; he's not close, not even at all. So like, let's calm down on that. Um, he's mm. like a second and a half away. Like that's so far; it's it's insane. Um, and yeah, he might run one forty one at some point, but then he needs to drop another second on top of that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I I doubt it gets broken with this generation of runners but i probably in the yeah. next two or three we'll get we'll get something um but yeah it'll be interesting like do you think rudisha stands longer or like the eight or the one i think the 800 goes first out of those okay. two it's interesting uh, i think it's close like i i, I kind of go back and forth a little bit on that i see I see Bolt as harder. I just look at it as from the athlete perspective. I see Bolt as harder to improve upon than Rudisha. Yeah, could be wrong. Could be wrong. No, no, I, I think that's fair. I think you could get someone you know who's a little more ridiculous starter, um, but obviously Bolt's just finish and just size and mm-hmm. specimen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it, it's hard to see someone be better than like no one's going to be more of a specimen than bolt at least in the near future i don't think um but maybe you could have someone who's just you know able to start like a coleman or powell mm-hmm. and can just hold that a little more um the, i guess the only reason i think the 100 could go first i guess is that whole thing where i think if you are if you have a chance for it 100 is going to give you a bunch of chances for it 800 yeah. can as well but just more things have to go right yeah more things to improve upon, though. You put a because you mentioned Rudisha could have improved upon it, which I think you could. Pro, I think you could argue the same thing about Bolt. He was so young when he True. got it, and then the 2010. Sure. I've talked about 2010, obviously being the lost year because of the non-championship year. There, I think that could have been another year when he took a little bit off. But yeah, with 800, you put a rabbit in that race with Rudisha instead of him being the rabbit. That alone right. probably ticks a little bit of time off. Although. 
just like Caster Semenya, he ran he ran best when he's he's out front pushing. Hard to say for sure. Hard to say for sure. Yeah. But certainly fun to fun to debate. I could see the next. We talk about passage of time, generation. I don't know what you mark as generation, but yeah, it's a lot of runners going through. Is what I'm saying. Like a lot of iterations of of the sport because you look at just the time we've been doing this podcast, which has been what ten years. How many yeah. event? How many events have come and gone that have been threatening the world record and really deep, and then became ho hum, and then came back. It's been it's been remarkable, and that's just ten years. I don't think. Yeah, and I consider a generation of running roughly ten years. Okay, that's fair. Like, well, that that that's like in my head at least. I mean, I because it just seems like, and obviously the overlapping peaks and everything is tough. But it's like okay, your 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 standard top five runner in an event has roughly a ten year career, right? Yeah. Some guys go six, some women go twelve or twenty or whatever. But like ten feels about right. So like that's you know if I, a couple generations to me that's yeah that's about twenty years. Okay, so if we were talking about the four-meter hurdles the men's four-meter hurdles in 2015 okay yeah the only and you know the world record was four was still 46 78 yeah the the last time somebody had run under 47 25 47 25 would have been 05 2005 and i think we would have been speaking about now we didn't see kevin young's record in the same way we saw Rodisha's record or in the same way we saw right. Bolt's record. A little bit different. But I think we would have been very, very cautious about saying in 2015, like, oh, yeah, another five or six years, that'll be gone. In fact, there'll be three people up there who could who could get it. It just – it changed. Yeah. So, it changed so quickly. It just took one group of athletes to do it. Yeah, and, now, we, and we've talked about this recently, you know, on the men's side – you know, in the running events, you're basically talking about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Basically, every record has been broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. Like, I mean, that's even when you have a genera- generational talent, okay, another 20-something years. Like, that's seems like enough things change, enough things improve that most records should go down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you might have one or two just kind of outliers and... You know, the, the, the women's side is obviously so much tougher, and I look forward to when women just keep improving enough to knock off some more questionable records. But I think, uh, yeah, I, I, any record, you know, over 20-plus, you know, over 25 years or whatever, I, th- I think you're talking, you know, about borrowed time a little bit. I'm looking at the top 50 right now of men's four-meter hurdle times. There just was a dead period from about 08, to 18 or sorry from 10 2010 to 2018 because there wasn't a single top 50 time of all time which was 47 45 unless i'm looking at this incorrectly there wasn't a single top 50 time um from after 2010 to 2018 and that's probably not uncommon if you looked at other events where they went through 10-year dry spells or eight-year dry spells. So there's a yeah. reason why we were ignoring it, is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. It was an unusually slow time for the event. And yeah, and then now it's unusually high because now it's, 
Here's the here's the here's the years. I'll just tell you the years of the the top performances. 1992 was the is the top performance. Kevin Young's right. Then you go 2010, 2019, 2018, 2019, 1983, 2018, 1998, 2020, 2020, 1991, 2020, 2019, 1980, 1981, 2019. I mean, it's it's basically 40 years apart. It's competition between two eras 40 years apart right now in that event. Right. That's so, so weird. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it normally you could go, well, okay, yeah, it's, it's, you get, I mean, one or two athletes can obviously account for all those times. I mean, we got three right now, which is yeah nuts, um, but still. Yeah, that, it's, that's it's, a lot of Moses. It's a Moses, you know, Samuel Matete in 91, but it, yeah, it's Moses and then obviously Kevin Young, they're in 93, but. I mean, we, we remember, though, eras because of individual performances, too. For sure. Someone, yeah, I mean, War, Warholms, you know, got, whatever, five in the top 12 or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's insane. Yeah. Okay, next message. We didn't really answer Brian's question, but... Uh, oh, he also said the Queen's Gambit is so freaking good. He won. Yes. I mean, it's he, true. He had that at the end. Also true, yes. We may not see a TV show as good as Queen's Gambit before I die. I'm okay. Ted Lasso, man. Watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go to Colin, formerly from Palo Alto, now from San Francisco. Yep. Subject line results for the Tokerville, Utah man, Hardinger family, 30 minute masks, optional, but strongly recommended Thanksgiving fun run presented by COVID 19. Hey, guys, I went for an easy run before Thanksgiving while visiting my sister in Tokerville, Utah, that went like this. The town only has four streets, so I ran one direction until there was no more road, then turned right, then did that three more times until I had run a loop, but that only took me 10 minutes. So I did the loop two more times to get in around four miles before putting down turkey and stuffing. An icy wind was blasting out of the desert, so the uphill portions of the run were also the upwind, freezing my butt off portions. I didn't see another human soul for the entire time, and somehow the whole thing felt like it fit with the rest of 2020. Yeah, that pretty much that pretty much sums it up. I mean, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the kind of turkey trot uh, recap, though. I'm looking up where Tokerville, Utah is. Have you heard of Tokerville, Utah? I have not heard of Tokerville. No, I have been it. to Utah, but I don't think I've been to Tokerville. Elevation three thousand three hundred eighty nine. What's the pop? Oh wow, population one thousand six hundred sixty seven. Whew. It's on the it's on I fifty or just off I fifteen. Wow, okay. It is, it is just Let's a see. spot along the highway there. Let's see how close. It's oh, it's to it's just north of St. George. Yeah. yeah so we, yeah. I mean, we were in this bo- not too far away from here. Yeah. Well, and I've been we, to Zion. We ran a random race in St. George. Yeah, we did, and I'm still sore because of that. This is Turtle this, Hill, right? Gosh, the most poorly named hill ever. I wonder if he ran by Tokerville Park. It looks like it's uh, lovely. Then you got uh, what do you got here? Old Church Road, Ash Creek. Oh, you have Tokerville Automotive. Yeah, that's how many old world. church roads are there in Utah? <laughs> it's got to be a lot, right? Yes. Yeah, that is the most popular name of a street there. Rock and B and B. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to Daniel from Scranton, PA, formerly of Hunts Huntersville, North Carolina, originally from Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. Oh, drink. I know everything about Pennsylvania now because the election. I could name all the counties. I could name all the <laughs> city, the municipalities. I could name who's on the board of elections. Uh, subject line, virtual Peachtree Road Race recap. 
parentheses, dunked on Meb. Greetings, gentlemen. First-time writer, long-time listener. While not a turkey trot, I hope you will see this race recap in the same light since Molly Seidel ran it on Thanksgiving dressed as a turkey, and it was done on Thanksgiving weekend. So this is, of course, the virtual Peachtree race that people did. Yeah, I mean, this is this this is already a, a turkey trot, yeah. I mean, I know it's not called that, but it is. Yeah. Virtual. Virtual, you're giving them credit for it? Okay. Yeah, and you got Molly Seidel dressed as a turkey. That's good enough for me. Well, she did it virtually. She's not there. She's virtually well, yeah, doing it. Still the same counts race. though. You know. She's tagging it on Instagram. Okay. It's twenty twenty, man. We gotta just give people a break. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. My apologies. My apologies. I loaded my wife and daughter into our base model twenty fourteen Honda Civic, all stock, baby, and made the twenty minute <laughs> Are you in on this email right now? I read that just the that's such a good opening line. Like uh-huh. if literally you could start your novel that way, and I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Um, hold on, I lost my spot. Here we go. Um, twenty minute All drive, stock, baby, to a local lake. Yeah, how could I have lost my spot? No, I clicked over on Twitter and I read something about. It says, "Oh, okay, sports getting canceled in California." Okay, of course. Uh, yeah, it's all. I don't know why I click over there. It's gonna be bad news. It's just, just hundred percent bad news. Okay, unless it's about Nevada. He made the 20-minute drive to a local lake with a paved three-and-a-half-mile path around it. There, we met my parents. My wife prepared our daughter in her winter coat and the likes while I did a brief warm-up in my Mickey Mouse pajama pants and Chicago Marathon hoodie after a brief heckling from my dad in regards to my clothing. When the legs got feeling good, I derobed down to a singlet shorts and my arm sleeves I wore under my hoodie on the way there. Yes, I wore arm sleeves driving my base model Honda Civic. <laughs> With my parents and wife present, I began my virtual Peachtree Road Race experience, running counterclockwise around the reservoir, pushing my 14-month-old daughter in her Juvie Zoom 360 jogger. I went through the first mile in 650. Although my stroller mile PR is 539, 650 was ahead of where I wanted to be, and mile 2 and 3 featured rolling hills, which I knew were going to be rough, so I dialed it back. When the hills came, my pace slowed, and I had thoughts my attempt to beat 44-46 was just like Wade Van Nieker's career. Finished. However, oh, man. after struggling through the hilly portion of the loop and feeling the lactic acid dump on the descent, I knew I was back, just like Wade Van Nieker is going to be in Tokyo. Oh, I, man. he's! I keep going back and forth on this email. It's an emotional roller coaster. I came through 5K in 22-18. Doing the math in my head, I knew how close I would be to Meb's time. He didn't tell us how fast Meb run, but Meb ran, but in the 44s. And how the chance for destiny lay ahead of me. I was also about it was also about then when my daughter ripped off her socks and threw them. The blanket would have to suffice because this train had no stops. I passed my parents at the three and a half mile marker, start finish line, and began a second loop. I continued until roughly four point eight five miles when I turned around and headed back towards my parents and my wife at the finish. I dropped two sub-seven miles for miles five and six, and with point two to go, I could see the finish line. Would I do it? I gripped the stroller as hard as Mondo grips when he pole vaults and sent it. My watch beeped, and the race concluded, and I pulled up to my parents where my mom quickly donned the finisher's medal. Extra purchase at registration checkout. <laughs> Around my neck, I handed me the coveted Peachtree finisher's shirt. I ran 44-17, 29 seconds ahead of Meb. I did it. Not only did I beat many world-class runners via transitive victories by beating Meb, 
It was the first time I've beaten an Olympian in anything since the time I beat Anthony Familetti in Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I didn't know you could beat. Can you beat people in Cards Against Humanity? Uh, yeah. So you, I think you, when you win your rounds, you collect the oh. uh, the white card or whatever, and you know if once you get to five or whatever you decide, then you're you win. Oh, okay, I've never actually played it that seriously before. We loaded my it's daughter. A very up. serious game. <laughs> we loaded my daughter up and headed home, stopping for a refreshing lemon lime Gatorade on the way. When I got home, I basked in glory. I removed my finisher shirt, spiked it on the floor, Terrell and style, prior to showering. My wedding anniversary was December first. Not only did my wife celebrate it with her husband and father of her daughter, she celebrated it with a man who beat Meb. I almost forgot to mention my go-to race shoe is the Skechers Go Meb Speed 6. I beat the man while wearing his own shoes. So essentially, <laughs> I dunked on Meb Kofleski. Keep up the amazing podcast. That is Dan from Pennsylvania. Oh, that's a that's a great debut email, Dan. I'm, I mean, the the stocked, <laughs> the stock uh, Honda Civic. You lost me in it for a second there when you you called Wade Van Niekirk finished, but then you brought it back. I, I just well done. Mm-hmm. And you beat Meb. I mean, that's what else. What else can you say? I was second to Meb. I was a close second in my one race against Meb, famously. Uh, yep. There's photo. video evidence of it. There's or video. Photo there's evidence. Photo on my Twitter. You can see it. It's my profile picture. Uh, so he he did what I could not do. So I appreciate that. Uh, House of Run at gmail.com's email address. We got a voicemail from Chief, but it's it's a big topic. Um, he wants to have the U.S. goats in each event. So oh, I think we need to start adding, like writing these things down, so we have good. T- I mean, next week we'll have a good show because we have a lot of results. But then, obviously, the end of the year is going to be, and the beginning of next year is going to be quite slow. I think. So I think we should. Uh, yeah, goats by event. Should- that's a that's a big question. That's that. I don't think we can do that. You know, just. Uh, as the, the the final five minutes of a show off the top of our heads here. No, that's tough. I mean, you could, uh, yeah, U.S. goats, U.S. goats, which makes it kind of trickier. You can't just fall back on the Rudisha bolt stuff. You got to get, you got to dig in there a bit. Although there's some there's some obvious ones, wouldn't you say? I don't. Yeah. Actually, that's that is tough though. Michael Johnson, there's your obvious one. In the two and the four? That's yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the four are really, really obvious, but yeah. Yeah, he's got to be the he's got to be there. In the two. I was thinking Sean Crawford in the two, but I guess, no, it's not enough. Is Aries Merritt the goat in the high hurdles, Ooh. or is it, is it Alan See, Johnson? That's, Could be Alan that's Johnson. a good one. You know, in the four hurdles... You probably go – well, do you go Edwin Moses or do you go Kevin Young? Or would you go Rye Benjamin, you know? Because listen – You'll probably go Rye Benjamin because that's, Jason, you don't care about history at all. Jason criticizes my hurdle takes, so I'll just uh, Yeah, Ke- Kevin's just going to pick the third-place finisher from the trials last year, and that's going to be his his all-time great team. <laughs> yeah, this is, reminds me of the all-decade team all over again. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, this is a good topic. We'll, we'll play the voicemail next week and – um, maybe we'll discuss it the week after. We'll leave it there. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Hope everybody had a safe holiday here in the United States. Hopefully, all the folks in Britain watched I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here and write in with what happened. Because I don't know. I just saw a couple clips. I don't have this channel. Jason doesn't have a channel. So, come on. Don't let us down, Britain. This was your time to shine. You had one of the most important track events of the year. 
in your country, and it wasn't the London Marathon. It was Mo Farah on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and we don't have any recaps. What are we doing here, Jace? It's, it's a fair point. Uh, I'm going to give them, you know, it's sometimes we get a lot of emails late. I'm, I, I think we're going to get some this this weekend about Mebs getting out of uh, get me out of here or whatever it is. Mo, not Mo. I think they still need to bring back the jump or whatever that Olympic one was where everyone got hurt. <laughs> exactly. All right. Until next week. Jessica Ennis, get Kevin to watch Ted Lasso so we can talk about it. You're talking about in the show?